0: We're very thankful today to be joined by Ben Elliott. He is a missionary to Mexico, and he was recently in Southern Illinois visiting with the folks at White Ash Baptist Church. Ben, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, uh, Brother Will. It's so great to be here.
0: So let's get to know you a little bit. Tell me um, about yourself, about where you grew up, and how you came to have a calling to the mission field.
1: So I grew up in uh, near Water, Oklahoma, um, and uh, came to Christ, grew up in a Christian family at a young age, uh, actually I was four years old, my six-year-old sister led me in a prayer to receive Christ, and the very missions church we grew up in, and uh, they um, would almost yearly or every other year take a mission trip to uh, to Mexico, to the border, and so I would hear about my older siblings and others, uh, reports when they'd come back on trips, and i I, myself, 11-year-old kid, was just chomping at the best to have my opportunity, and uh, so I had my very first uh, mission trip uh, experience to to, uh, Matamoros, Mexico, on the border myself, and uh, that's where the Lord actually um, spoke uh, and confirmed a calling uh, on my life as far as a full-time missionary missionary to Mexico.
0: And how old are you today?
1: I am 43.
0: Well, you and I are close to the same age then. I'm 42, but anyway, um, so how many years have you been quote unquote in the mission field now.
1: Full time we've launched out in twenty thirteen. Please previous to that, I was a school teacher in Del Rio, Texas. Actually a Spanish teacher right there on the border. <laughs> Every break um we would we would spend down there and, and uh in the Zacatecas area. It's central Mexico. And uh, and yeah, so now we're going on ten years uh full time in the mission field.
0: So, what area of Mexico are you uh, in most of the time now?
1: We live and, and operate in Jerez, like I think it's right, in central Mexico. They uh, used to call that area the Black Heart, because it's just historical resistance, opposition to change and to the gospel, and uh, any, you know, anything different than what the religious, religious establishment offers, um, and um, so... Yeah, we live right there in, in Jerez, Zacatecas. is about an hour from the, the capital city of Zacatecas. We have a church there, and uh, we reach out in the, the nearby communities and also have uh, mission sites in the mountains.
0: So everybody presumes that the largest Christian denomination in Mexico is Catholic. I assume that is how it is in the area where you reside?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And uh, you obviously are uh, being sponsored and supported by various Baptist churches. So uh, how do you, you know, interact with the community? Are you reaching out to people who are already members of a church? Are you primarily targeting people who are perhaps poor or homeless? What's your group of folks that you're targeting, quote-unquote, every day?
1: So... Over 97% of, of the population in Hades and the surrounding areas would be members of that religious establishment. And um, most do not have any idea what it is to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, what that means. Uh, most have never read a Bible. They've seen a Bible, perhaps. We do a lot of Bible uh, distribution. And so our target uh, our target audience that the people is... Uh, members of that religious establishment. Most are just uh, non-practicing um, and, and and most in, 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 impoverished uh, people, more so in the cities than in the villages themselves. Um, but that's, that's, that, that, that's our target target.
0: And a typical day for you looks like what?
1: A typical day will be a typical pastoral day. Starting out the morning Devo, pr- pr- uh, prayer time ministry prep regular errands <laughs> etc. and uh, almost daily a uh, um, a PM site a mission whether that be an activity at the church or one of our mission sites or our kids club we have a we have a soup kitchen ministry we do as well um, but uh, the exception with that when we have mission teams we have mission teams also every summer. And every spring break, and you're just go to go go hitting the hitting the, the streets with the gospel um, on Saturdays. Every, every other Saturday we have a uh, uh, mountain mission day. It's uh, it's a village called Mesa Palmira. It's uh, two and a half hours from Jerez. an hour and a half of curvy pothole roads and an hour of dirt roads. And from there, actually, we're actually planning other uh, missions from from that site it's, itself. You you have a full day on that day. We call it our diehard Second Timothy 2-2 two, two, far, far away mountain mission. So, we leave before 9 to get home by midnight.
0: What are the people like that are living up in the mountainous areas of Mexico?
1: Very traditional, very humble, uh, but with, uh, with the men, there's a lot of alcoholism. Um, you deal with a lot of the Mexican macho pride. Um, so, Um, but in fact, a lot of the men themselves are a little more open to the gospel many times than the women themselves because they're set in their religious uh, ways, and many of them have been here in the States and had had different experiences, had to have different, uh, been around different people, different mindsets, Um, but the children are really humble, real sweet, just uh, humble, hardworking people. You know, I know what people
0: think of about Mexico and all the things we read in the news about the the cartels and Melody Merrill who goes to White Ash Baptist Church um, said that you had an experience where some cartel members helped change your tire.
1: That is correct. We were I'm coming back on that same mountain road and uh, one of the tires punctured and so we were have a little bit of struggle with our our Cheapo Depot factory Jack. <laughs> and we were working on that on the side of the road and doing what the best we could. And they came by and actually, you know, they saw a vehicle with lights on and just stopped. So that's, that's their area. They patrol. So they need is obviously to stop and just make sure that we weren't a rival cartel or, or, you know, other threat, you know, which we're not. Um, and so they, they actually offered, uh, they, they got out their vehicles and offered to help and even offered us gas money. And I asked if Mike, I pray for them and they, They didn't receive, they declined to receive a a prayer, but we were just uh, uh, thankful the Lord uh, kept, the Lord provided protection for us and that we're able to really, honestly, to be able to meet them, so.
0: Is it obvious when you are in that situation, uh, a group of people pulls up on you that these are members of a drug cartel?
1: Yes, it is.
0: And how is that made obvious?
1: By the the type of vehicle and the type of way they're driving, um, the tinted windows, and then, of course, if you can see the v- individuals, their masks, their masks or their their assault rifles, etc.
0: I see. And in terms of just generally the security, um, I have an impression that things have gotten perhaps a little bit better uh, over the last year or so. I know there was a lot of violence during the pandemic years.
1: Yeah, so things have gotten a lot better from this year, and I would say the latter part of 20, 2022 to now, there was, a, there was times uh, in 2021, 2022, where it was almost at least, I would say, a weekly experience that you're having shootouts and uh, uh, going on right there in the downtown part of of the city. It used to be more like in the surrounding areas. and In fact, we were shot at back in 2011, but those were, I would call, even darker times, um, where there was just a lot of rival cartels um, um, having their turf war. Um, but now it's more under control over just one area, and uh, the National Guard has beefed up their presence, and things have, have really calmed, uh, calmed down quite a bit, and we're, we're thankful for that.
0: So, when it comes to just moves of God that you have seen happen in your missionary work, is there one or two specific instances that really stand out in your mind of, of something that happened that was really rewarding or a specific person that received the gospel in in a way that stands out to you
1: one of those would be a recent experience we had with a 15 year old kid that came to a youth conference we led and he actually was demon possessed and uh, our own youth actually got to be part of the experience of uh, praying for this individual until there was a liberation and you could there was definitely a a very uh decisive moment where this individual was set free and uh, the demons demon or demons the lord only knows uh, uh, let out a cry and left that individual and so it was the power of god and you know we wanted to make sure that all of these different uh, the different churches that brought their youth that they understood that We want, and this was about not just for Christians, already youth that are Christians, we wanted them to have the freedom to invite any new youth that they're encountering or working with. And um, so this individual, actually, this 15 year old kid had survived a shooting himself and still has his wound, and his brother did not survive that shooting. And so um, just came from a very rough family life and just his family just starting to come to that, that that church that actually joined us for that event and uh, we're just um, thankful that the, the Lord, the power of God showed up we've seen a lot of miracles over the year a lot of uh, individuals be healed of, of back pain and leg pain and different other pains in their bodies where they definitely at, at the end of the prayer, you know, as, as the scripture says, lay, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, so we in faith uh, believe those things and declare those things in Jesus name and the Lord unites that with the faith with this this individual, this new people, and because uh, that's what He wants to do. He wants to save and heal and, and set people free. And we've seen we've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of people uh, receive physical healing, healings in their bodies as well. And just over the years, just His provision. You know, we left in 2013 with maybe a third of the 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 month of support we needed. The Lord has provided every step of the way when we built our church, we would get to one point, we'd finish a certain part of this construction and we'd be out of, out of funny, out of dinero. <laughs> and we, we just call out to the Lord and, and put that, that, that need before, before his throne and the Lord would provide for the next step. And so we've just seen his, his, his power manifested through miracles and his provision, just in supernatural, uh, mighty ways over the years.
0: A question that I often ask missionaries is going where you go and seeing the folks who live in, you know, poverty or in much more difficult circumstances anyway than most Americans. And then you see the way that they come to the Lord. And then when you come back to the United States where there is so much wealth and the church here is struggling and fighting amongst itself and everything... um. I don't know does that leave you sometimes uh in any way discouraged
1: Not at all it doesn't leave me discouraged at all because we have our own problems down there there you work with with uh, a culture that has a lot of apathy in the area we work at and a lot of just laziness and lack of discipline so those you know those problems uh problems are everywhere you know, with our with our people, you know, our target our target group. You're you know you're you're talking about a culture that's not used to uh, any kind of discipline whatsoever. So, we you know we we we're, we're there not just to fulfill the Mark sixteen version of the Great Commission to preach the gospel to every creature, but also to the mark the matthew twenty-eight nineteen, which is to make disciples of all nations so um you're used to a lot of people saying yes it's a cultural thing is to say yes i'll show up yes i'll do this yes i'll do that and and um it's just a nice thing to say doesn't mean there's any will behind those those words to actually uh accomplish or do that so though i i i know those things are are, are prevalent in a reality back in the states as far as um church backbiting or those kind of denominational divisions, we we don't have anything to do with that down there. We, we don't preach domination. We preach uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the people, the lost of that area, need to see that we are one, yes, and that we, as, as Christ said, a new commandment, I give you to live, love one another. And so we... Um, we might make sure that um, that's communicated that we're not there to to lift up any certain denomination of it, but the uh, uh, the name of Jesus and you, you disciple, just like you said, you know, you water those seeds that want to be watered, and that soil that did fall in the good for, fertile soil. And but it is a it is a challenge. You you, you go to any state around Sacatecas, you'll see missionaries that have churches that they work with that thrive in the hundreds, and you just don't see that in Sacatecas. It's a very different. Uh, Uh, Culture. A lot of the evangelism is more just one-on-one with the people, Um, and so um, church uh, growth is slow. I always tell this: that my very first baptism candidate, I didn't see till five years. You go to Africa or these other places, and you'll see a missionary show up, and everyone wants to be baptized. Uh, This is a lot of, lot of teaching, a lot of one-on-one relationship, a lot of discipling, because their their whole family will turn on their back on them. For making those kind of decisions, because that is the step that it identifies you as one of those quote, 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 Christians.
0: Ben Elliott is with us. He is a missionary to Mexico and has been for the last 10 years. I know you don't know how to answer this question, but how long do you think the Lord's going to keep you in the mission field?
1: I don't have a, a set uh, date for that. As you said, it would be a hard question to answer because we're. There, you know, willing to do his his will and make made ourselves available when we when we did so, and you know, like I said, I never never thought I'd actually build a church and and Jerez. and there we not just doing missionary work as far as getting the gospel to every corner of that state, every single last village deserves, every place, every individual deserves their opportunity to hear the gospel at least once. So we're 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 in the long haul, but we're, how the Lord. On the lord will have us uh, so no i don't see a, a time frame as far as a return to the states
0: what can people listening to this radio interview do to support you or support other missionaries obviously they could pray um you know uh, is there something specific
1: i would i would just add on that uh, the um just unite to that the prayer yes pray for uh, our ministry. My name is Ben Elliott. And my wife is Diana. The name of the ministry is Sembradores de Cristo, Sowers of Christ. And and as as Christ said, hey, pray the Lord of the harvest, it may send labors to the harvest. And uh, just pray for us labors there, and consider maybe even come on a mission trip with us. And and yourself, uh, your church, to continue to back your missionaries that you already support, and always encourage them with 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 uh, letters, uh, words of support you don't know how much it means to us and i speak for myself but i'm sure i speak for other missionaries when we send out a newsletter that takes time to get the pictures together and send out the newsletter to hear even one person respond to that newsletter said uh, brother we love you keep up the good work for praying for you and just to continue to be continue to be an ambassador for christ a light uh, and the the city where you're at, you know, we call Jerez our, our land, which is, sounds close to in Spanish Jerusalem, jerusalem As he said, you receive a power, and uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the earth. And so if we're not faithful to our Jerusalem, we may go to a short-term mission trip somewhere at the ends of the earth, uh, but we definitely won't stick it out in the, the long haul. So be faithful where the Lord uh, has called you in your own area. The impact that that area, that your sphere of influence, where the Lord has, has set you up, your Jerusalem, and continue to reach out to your to your Jew, Judea, your Samaria, and, and the ends of the earth. And Romans ten, you know, some some go those other places, but some also send, and so that's how He accomplishes His will through just a, a team, a teamwork mentality. The way He has set it up, some some go, some send, and so just keep being faithful to. To praying and sending those missionaries that the Lord has, has connected you with to to do so and and go on a mission trip, it'll it'll change your life. It'll trans it'll transform your life. Seeing other cultures, you're talking about the poverty and just things you won't see so much in the in the states on a daily basis or regular or maybe where you're at. But you go to these places like we're in Hedges, I mean, it's just everywhere. It's visible everywhere. It's so going to one of these other places, it really is an eye-opener for a lot of Christians, I think, in, in the States uh, to be a part of that. And uh, it'll change your life.
0: How You mentioned earlier, so can people go on a mission trip with you?
1: Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we receive teams uh, all summer long, of course. That's when churches can come. We could receive teams whenever they want to come down. But we uh, principally send receive teams in the summertime. We have a team from New York that, uh, where our ministry comes under an, under uh, an umbrella of a ministry called Gospel Facilitators International, and that ministry sends us a team every spring break. But our the individual individual churches that um, support us and are, are partnering with us, they also make an effort to come um, on a yearly or other every year basis and uh, yes just um, if you wanted to contact uh, myself through an email um, I'd love to share that uh, information with anybody that would be interested in possibly looking at coming um, on a mission trip. Zacatecas is a beautiful place when you're here in this Illinois uh, heat and humidity and 90s and above or maybe 80 degrees all summer high altitude mountains. So you just got that fresh breeze, uh, uh, daily, yearly eighties and, and, uh, high fifties in the, um, in the mornings and evenings, just a a amazing place to get, uh, to be a a part of and The food is Food is amazing. (laughs) The the kids are hungry for the Lord. And so we have a soup soup kitchen and and a kids club ministry and, Going up on those mountain roads uh, is is definitely an experience, and just getting the gospel at the ends of the earth. Our teams, we have a, a, a set up. We rent a house right in downtown that has multiple rooms that we set up for dorms, and with bunk, multiple bunk beds. So we are are the thing that's special to our ministry is that we the teams stay with us right there at the house that we live in. And so that's, it's just, it's a total, it's a total um, mission, mission cultural experience if you come to Sacatecas without a doubt.
0: Ben Elliott has been our guest today. Ben, we thank you so much for your time and we wish you all the very best and may God bless you and keep you in your work.
1: Thank you, Brother Will, for taking the time uh, on the radio to interview us and talk to us. And uh, it's just a blessing to be able to share uh, what the Lord's doing and, and meet new people. So God bless y'all.